It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. What's going on, everybody? It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 8, as well as your smart speakers, presented by Progressive Insurance with Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman, in for Max Kellerman. So, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about the whole Cleveland Brown situation, and we're going to go on the ground to find out from somebody in that city what is going on with Baker Mayfield, the Browns, trade demands, and all the other stuff that comes your way in about 10 minutes. But the Browns no longer in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. He's going to choose between the Atlanta Falcons from his home state of Georgia or the New Orleans Saints, a team that's a major rival of the Atlanta Falcons in that division. There's so much, and Keyshawn, you made a point of this, a much of a domino effect because whatever he decides to do, whoever he chooses is going to affect not just both of those teams, but so many potential other quarterbacks on different teams, whether they stay or whether they go somewhere else. Yeah, it, 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 isn't it great to have that type of power? I, mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. <laughs> must Deshaun be nice. Watson, Deshaun Watson for the next, I don't know, until he makes his decision, has a lot of power. To, in pe- people's careers are in his hands. It's so funny because once he makes a decision, then everybody else can start moving around, whether it's signing certain players in free agency. If you noticed, since the first wave of free agency, the, the, the tampering period, it's cooled off. Because a lot of people, not just at the quarterback spot, but at other positions on those teams, those organizations are waiting for Deshaun to domino effect because it affects all these different salary caps, right. who they can go out and sign, all of those sort of things. It's fascinating to follow and watch. I got to tell you, Freddie and Key, <clears throat> on a day where I really looked forward to celebrating college basketball. I mean, it is March Madness. Mm-hmm. We just had a 15 seed beat a two seed last night mm-hmm. from Jersey City. I'm from Jersey. I played against Shaheen Holloway for a year in high school. Like I thought today we'd be breaking down the games from yesterday, all the games coming up tonight. <laughs> My team plays tonight. I think they're not going to cover. I still think they're going to win the game. Okay. I digress because, damn, football is so crazy. It's just like with everything happening – with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And just like you guys may mention, Key, like for me, and I'm glad Kimberly A. Martin was able to come in here, and you guys are making me recognize the value of how you communicate. And when you look at a guy like Devontae Adams, how it's been communicated to him being the guy over the years, being franchise tag before, and seeing how they've catered so much to Aaron Rodgers. But then Devontae's sitting there saying, well, look, you guys need me just as much as you need Aaron Rodgers. And for him to sit up there and say, all right, I'm done. I'm going to be a Las Vegas Raider. I I, I mean, this carousel is one of the most fascinating shows to watch in all sports because it feels like it never stops. Well, it never never stops. And when you look at somebody like a Devontae Adams who didn't want to be franchised at all, this is his opportunity to hit the free agent market and get the big dollars. In the past, he was able to sign an extension uh, with the – with the Green Bay Packers, but never been in a situation where he's basically bowing down to them because of the franchise tag. And he astutely alerted them that he didn't want to play on the tag, and they went ahead and tagged him. 
Um, so his demands was such that you now could look to trade me, and they quietly went ahead and did a deal with the Raiders. The Raiders are a much better team, and I don't think that the receiving core, no matter what the Green Bay Packers numbers look like with him out in with him out of the lineup in the past, they're not a better football team without Devontae Adams on it. There's no no humanly possible way you could ever convince me that they are a better football team without Devontae Adams. I don't care who is distributing the ball to what receivers. Hmm. They are not a better team. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and your smart speakers. And to Jay's point in terms of the National Football League, and I've said it before, and it keeps reinforcing my thought process, the three most popular sports in this country, NFL, college football, and the NFL offseason, because those storylines just never, ever seem to stop. We keep thinking at a certain point it's going to just go away for a week, then something else pops off. It could be Aaron Rodgers here, Tom Brady there, Devontae Adams, Deshaun Watson. Who You could never have a player like Deshaun Watson's caliber being involved in 22 civil suits, and teams would line up to bring him to their football team because they're willing to take that risk. We don't know when Deshaun Watson is going to be on the field in 2022. It, we, whatever suspension is going to be there, it's going to happen for the National Football League. He's not going to play a full 17 games. And the, and the Saints, the Falcons, the Browns, and the Panthers didn't care. They're like, it's worth to have him on the field for 11 games and take out chances with him. That shows you that the power that he's wanted, that he never was going to get in Houston with that organization, that they're willing to give him that kind of power post-Sean Payton with the Saints, Keyshawn, and at the expense of Matt Ryan with the Atlanta Falcons if he decides that that's the team that he wants to go to. Well, it becomes a domino effect, right? If, if he decides to go to Atlanta, now Matt Ryan is on the move. If he decides to go to New Orleans, there will be no more Jameis Winston. Now, all of a sudden, Jameis is on the move. He's moving somewhere. And if Cleveland is going to decide to trade Baker Mayfield before the draft, during the draft, or shortly after the draft, then he's on the move. Jimmy Garoppolo is on the move from San Francisco. Potentially, Indianapolis is looking at him. Maybe Cleveland gets in the mix. Now you say, is Indianapolis going to make a play for Matt Ryan? Is Matt Ryan going to tell Atlanta, you know what, why don't you just go ahead and trade me? Maybe he goes to Cleveland. So you got all these different quarterbacks uh, trying to position themselves and figure out where they may wind up, but then yet and still it all falls on Deshaun Watson. Oh, by the way, the Carolina Panthers are still trying to figure out what to do with their quarterback situation because they're not happy with Sam Darnold. So does Baker Mayfield all of a sudden look at Carolina? Carolina all of a sudden look at Baker Mayfield? Does Carolina all of a sudden look at Jimmy G? I mean, it's just all these different moves that need to be made. Jordan Love gets thrown into the mix as well. I feel like if I'm if I'm the Panthers, I'm keeping I'm keeping Sam Darnold before just going for Baker Mayfield. That's just me personally, and <laughs> and I also will say this, guys. And, and Key, you said this yesterday, and I, I'm going to double down with you. I get the familiarity or the attractiveness from looking at a situation. Whoa, Deshaun Watson was a ball boy with the Atlanta Falcons, and you know he's from that area. And to go home, I mean, go to the New Orleans Saints, go to the Saints, like, have a guy like Alvin Kamara. Have your nephew, Michael, you know, like, Michael like guys, Michael Thomas is out there can be big-time wide receiver. Like, their defense is set up. Mm-hmm. And you think about what that offense could be right out of the gate. Now, we don't know from a, a civil lawsuit perspective what else can happen. Um, you know, we don't know how the NFL is going to handle that from a suspension perspective. But still, Deshaun Watson combined with what they have in New Orleans, 
that's a team that you feel like can contend for a Super Bowl right away. Am I wrong, I, Key? Am I no, wrong? No, I think I think they could contend from a Super Bowl. The sexual allegations aside, I think you got to remember also, Mrs. Benton is the owner, uh, and she met with Deshaun Watson yesterday in Atlanta um, in a one-on-one private meeting. So there's concerns there on how she would treat the situation on the 22 sexual allegations that is brought up against Deshaun. So that's an interesting note to follow. Um, Atlanta coming home. Atlanta is a city that is a black city. They will wrap their arms around, much like New Orleans, uh, a black city that will wrap their arms around Deshaun and get him uh, active in the community. They dealt with fallout before with the Michael Vick situation, but we remember uh, the the Vic experience, so to speak, in Atlanta, how he ignited that fan base, and all of a sudden you've seen black faces just consistently in the crowd supporting that team all the way around. So the, between those two teams, it's going to be interesting to see which one he goes to and how it's handled because they haven't had the energy in Atlanta and around Atlanta's football program in quite some time. It's also going to be interesting, and you mentioned Gail Benson, the owner of the Saints, that she had that meeting with Deshaun Watson, a female owner in professional sports, with all this going around, allegations and these civil suits involving a player and females, and she was willing to see exactly what she could be getting into with Deshaun Watson. Because when you do something like that, you're prepared for any kind of blowback that's going to happen from female fans in New Orleans if he decides the Saints is where he wants to be and you make a trade with Deshaun Watson. Either way, that conversation is going to be interesting, who he's going to choose, and that domino effect that's going to happen. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman, or Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and says XM Channel 80. It is time to make a powerful statement every time you pull up in the pickup. That's five changing the game. It is the all-new Toyota Tundra. Toyota, let's go places. Now it's going to be funny with Cleveland. Because the domino effect with Deshaun Watson was the Cleveland Browns were in that sweepstakes with him, and he decided not to go there. And then Baker Mayfield got hacked off ever since. Let's go to ESPN Cleveland's Emmett Golden, who joins us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max and ESPN Radio. We're going to get to him in a couple of seconds. I, I still find that part, Keyshawn and Jay, with Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland Browns, and Baker Mayfield saying, I'm going to make them do what I want to do. And the Cleveland Browns said, no, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this on our own terms. When it comes to if you want to be traded or when we decide to trade you, that's part of the domino effect of Deshaun Watson, the Browns being in the sweepstakes, and Deshaun Watson saying, "Nope, Cleveland, I'm good. I'm going to try my, I'm apply my trade somewhere else." Yeah, and that's okay for the Cleveland Browns to make the decision when they want to make the trade. This is fresh, right? Twenty four mm-hmm. hours ago, Baker Mayfield made the decision that he wanted to go public on a demand uh, 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 to be traded. And Cleveland's got a massage the situation. They've got to field phone calls. They've got to see what's what. And the draft is not till the end of April. So right. they've got plenty of time to make it work when they need to make it work. Baker Mayfield has taken the last snap as a Cleveland Brown. You heard it here on ESPN Radio. You heard it on KJM. He has taken the last snap as a Cleveland Brown. Boys, this is crazy for me. I, just how much things change so quickly in the span of a year. Mm-hmm. So, like last year, Freddie, mm-hmm. we were all up here talking, and I made the point. I said, "Look, the Cleveland Browns' the expectation needs to be to win a Super Bowl." Absolutely. Like with the talent that they had on this team, it was to win a Super Bowl. And now we're talking about the Browns potentially rebuilding, like that. 
Like it, it, that just, I mean, depending upon who they can get for Baker Mayfield, who I, I still, I know, I know there's a lot of moves to be made. It's just crazy. The dichotomy of where a team once was only nine months ago. Yeah. We'll see how we got here. Emmett Golden from ESPN Cleveland joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN radio, the ESPN app and series XM channel 80. Emmett, you heard what Jay Williams had to say, what Keyshawn Johnson had to say involving where we are with the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield. How do we get here with these two entities that could be apart sooner than later? I think, you know, what Jay Will just said, the expectations, you know, after the previous year, you know, before last year was that the Browns should be Super Bowl contenders, and they weren't. And I think when they got into the offseason, they looked at the roster and said, you know, one place we can upgrade is quarterback. And when a quarterback came available that the Browns felt was better than Baker Mayfield, they went after him. And I think we heard Chris Mortensen, you know, reported a couple of days ago, the Browns wanted an adult in the room. And once the word got out that the Browns were pursuing a better quarterback, then Baker, you know, proved that he's not such, not so much an adult about mm. the situation as at that point he decided that, the genie couldn't be put back in the bottle because I think the Browns didn't have a problem coming back with Baker as the starter. But here we are right now. This thing is beyond repair. And I agree with uh, Keyshawn. Baker has taken his last uh, snap for the Cleveland Browns. How does this end up, though? Like, like what's going to happen in the end? How does it play out? Do they come back at him and say, here's $400 million, kissy, kissy, make up? Like, oh, how does this finish? No. It definitely doesn't finish with a with it with a check. I can tell you that. <laughs> I mean, they already showed them. You know, they didn't give them an extension before last year. At the end of this year, they looked for a replacement. So I don't think uh, money's going to be involved. I think Watson. You know, depending on where he goes, if he goes to Atlanta, and I think the Browns go after Matt Ryan. Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo could be in play. The Browns typically they don't have a problem with a player not being happy. Because David Njoku a couple years ago, right after the Browns signed Austin Hooper, requested a trade twice, and they told him, you might not like us, but we like you. So we're going to keep you here. And right now, um, David's under the franchise tag. The Browns are trying to extend him, and Austin Hooper is no longer here. So the Browns will stick with a guy, even if they try to find a replacement. Uh, They don't mind saying, hey, we were wrong. You know, I, I don't think they have a problem with that. But I don't think Baker can handle the fact that the Browns actually thought someone could be an upgrade from him, and he's having a difficult time handling that. Is Baker delusional as far as that goes? I mean, I, I, like, it, it, does he think? Such and you would know word. this. You, well, I'm, I'm using it. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> okay. And, and Here we are. Do, do, and what I mean by delusional, I mean delusional as he, where he is as a player compared mm. to a Deshaun Watson. Does he think he's on par with Deshaun Watson? You would know because you are on the ground in Cleveland. I believe he does. And listen, I don't have a problem with a pro athlete thinking they're better than everybody else. That's fine. You just got to prove it. And in the NFL, especially in the NFL, is what have you done for me lately? And Baker didn't do much last year. And I've been saying it, you know, over the past year, the Browns know exactly what the problem was last season. They have all the tape of practice. They have all the tape of the games. They know what the play calls were, what was expected of everyone. So they have all that information. And after two years of data, you know, the Browns front office is analytical 
they looked at it and said, you know what? We need to upgrade. Now, look, Baker upset about it. He should be. He should be mad. And if he wants to get back at them, then prove that they were wrong by going out there and balling. But he decided to take his ball and go home. Emmett Golden joining us, host of Primetime on ESPN Radio here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Emmett, I, you know, I was thinking about this last night because I, I, I thought the Browns were past this point, and I know that your colleague Aaron Goldhammer tweeted the same thing. They were past the point of dysfunction. Are we back to the whole portal of dysfunction again? Like, is this how we're going to view the Browns moving forward? I hope not, but, you know, it's always there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can uh, clean an old car out, but it still has the miles on it, right? It might smell good, but it it still might have quite a few miles on it. Um, You know, this is kind of par for the course. I I understand that the Browns felt like they had to upgrade the quarterback position. This roster is way too good for this team to not make the playoffs. And they decide to go about it by, I mean, it's a risky move. Deshaun Watson, we know what's going on with him and all the allegations, but they felt like on the field he was a better player than Baker. But at the same time, they know Baker. They spent enough time with him to understand that that you're probably not going to be able to smooth this over. So dysfunction to a certain extent, yes, but I don't fault, you know, the Browns for and Andrew Berry for doing his job, you know, and that's trying to make the team better. Emmett Golden, co-host of The Next Level with Emmett and Gerard on ESPN 850 Cleveland. Host of Primetime on ESPN Radio is joining us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Freddie Coleman filling in for Max. Um, when you look at this situation, Emmett, and you, you, you look at it and you say to yourself, okay, Baker, OBJ was the problem, so to speak. Duke Johnson was the problem, so to speak. Landry wasn't getting enough balls. He's no longer going to be here. He's requested a trade. Uh, Now Baker Mayfield has requested a trade. When are we, and I mean we as Cleveland Brown fans, and and I'm not really a Cleveland Brown fan, but (laughs) when are we in Cleveland as Cleveland Brown fans going to start to look at Kevin Stefanski? When are we going to start looking at him and saying, well, wait a minute, man. Everybody's leaving and this and that, don't we? And Baker now. When are we going to start looking at the boy wonder of two years ago? Uh, You know, I think if things don't go well this season, the the seat will get warm. But, you know, Key, I don't believe that Kevin Stefanski felt like Odell Beckham Jr. was the problem. And I think he called plays for Jarvis Landry, right? Like, look at the – over the past few years when Baker Mayfield hasn't played well, it's always been somebody else's fault it's been Freddie Kitchen's fault then it was OBJ submarine in the team you know and then it was oh Kevin Stefanski's not play, you know calling the right plays we need to do some changes to the offense these are all things that Baker has pointed to to excuse uh his poor play and it's not and Kevin Stefanski's never had a bad thing to say about anybody so I think if you have a consistent quarterback You don't need to have a great quarterback. It'd be cool. It'd be really nice if you did, but you don't need a great quarterback. You need a consistent quarterback, and Kevin Stefanski will find a way to win football games. I mean, he was able to do it with Case Keenum when Baker was out last year, another game when Baker was out. Nick Mullins had the lead in the fourth quarter, and Kevin Stefanski did that with two backup quarterbacks, a second string and a third string guy, because he knew what to expect from them. 
week in, week out, I don't think Kevin Stefanski knew what to expect, and I think that hurt the offense more than anything. Emmett, what are people in your city, in your city, meaning Browns fans, sports fans, what are they saying in Cleveland about what's gone on between a potential divorce involving Baker Mayfield and the Browns? Man, it, you talk about two ends of the spectrum, Freddie. It's it's you know a lot of people love it, a lot of people hate it. You know, um, Baker has a huge fan base here in Cleveland because he's been the best quarterback the Browns have had since '99. But that's not saying much. You know, I had a used car that was the best car I ever had in my life. It wasn't the best car out. You know, um, and I was second used car reference. If I had an opportunity. You know, <laughs> so um, that's what's been going on here in Cleveland, man. It's a battle. Some a lot of people upset, some people happy. So it, it's good for business. I'll say that. No doubt about that. Hit him on Twitter, eGoldie80. Like we mentioned, that's a great job. Part of ESPN Radio in Cleveland. Also part of the next level with him and Gerard on ESPN Cleveland. He also has ESPN Radio on the weekends. He is Emmett Golden joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Oh, it's a pleasure, my brother. Keep up the great work, Emmett, and thanks so much. All right, EG. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Sounds good. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Wins, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman and Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max. So Kentucky is a number two seed, got knocked off by a number 15 seed in St. Peter's. Will the fighting Jay Williams as a Duke have the same fate today versus no! Cal State Fullerton? What, against well, the spread? Uh, no, maybe just in general. That's okay. part of day two okay. of the NCAA tournament. That's next on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X Channel 80 and your smart speakers. He's Keyshawn Johnson. He's Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. And for Max Kellerman, Jay, I got to throw it out there. Number two, Kentucky. They lose to number 15, St. Peter's. You're number two, Duke Blue Devils. They play 15. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to tell you, I'm stopping you right now. Okay, they're playing Cal State Fullerton. that type of energy out with my team. Like, don't put us in the same category as another 2C that just lost to a 15C, Freddie. I don't like the kind of energy you're trying to start my damn Friday with. I'm not with. starting with any but energy. But you are, though. You're I doing not. it unintentionally. I'm just intentionally telling you don't do that. I'm not serving up any kind of energy key? that could affect key? your team. Key? 
Yep. So you're not to do doing it. You're not going to. No, you're not. Uh, you can miss me with that one. I'm not trying to do that to Duke basketball. I'm That's not, not me. Okay. That's Duke not me. Duke has a, a certain presence <laughs> in this tournament. This is why we're going to have Danny Ferry on with us at, Great here plug. in a minute. Great because plug, Because Duke basketball is certainly uh, <laughs> one of, if not in, if not one of the top programs in the history of the NC2A tournament, Jay. As you know, you've played in the tournament many times yes, over. I, yes, I have. So too. we are certainly looking forward to Duke playing. Freddie, you know what I hate? What's I hate that? when Keyshawn says Duke basketball. It's a, you know, as you would know, Jay, Duke basketball. No, I, I don't like it. I don't sound like yeah, that. Yeah, that's exactly how you sound. <laughs> Say Duke basketball, Key. <laughs> Say Duke it. basketball. Yes. See, yeah, now so you're, you're yeah it you didn't say it like the first time, see, It's like the tiny comment, Freddie. It like, really you know, is. You're, you're, no, you're it's, a tiny it's a, number no, two pick, but no. it's really special Duke, what you've been able basketball, to achieve. Duke basketball <laughs> is historically very prominent in Keyshawn. collegiate. Keyshawn. Huh? You have hardwood floors. Yeah. I mean, I feel like right now, I feel like an episode of Martin. Oh, the big words, Gina. The big words. <laughs> yeah, Duke, Duke basketball is one of the See, there most it is. prestigious. There, there's the narrative, Warren. There it is. It's <laughs> such a highly acclaimed university that Thank many you. of our student athletes <laughs> here at Duke. That is not the way Coach K sounds. You need to. I didn't it. say Coach hey, K. Hey, you said know, Coach K. We know K. what you're implying. You we said know what you're implying. Hey, see, see right there. Jay Williams gets on me for bringing that kind of energy, but nothing about Keyshawn just completely openly mocking your former coach in his last dance. In the I just NCAA called it out, Freddie. I didn't. I'm not. He said I, Coach he K. Said, I didn't say the Coach K. Your fingers in different directions right now. Look at you. Oh, flabbergasted. Oh, I said all I said was all I said was that Duke basketball is one of the most historical programs in all of collegiate sports. <laughs> you sound so professorial uh, right now. You really do. Anyway, regarding Duke basketball, to me, going in this tournament, they were the story because of Coach K's last dance. And the one thing I want to see, and Jake, you can touch on this. The one thing I want to see from Duke is I want to see the attitude and toughness that I'm used to seeing from Duke teams. I think they've lacked that at times. People get on the backcourt being spotty. I get that. But I could always look at a Duke basketball team and say, okay, I know what they are. I know what the identity is. I still don't know what that identity is when they're about to play Cal State full in the day and not be out of the turn by the first weekend trying to make a run in the NCAA tournament. Well, Freddie, let me ask you, because you're, uh, you're a fan of all sports, and I, I know Key is too, but who do you think is going to be the first pick in the draft, Freddie? It's going to be Jabari Smith, the cat of Arbor. Okay, so you know that, and I respect that, right? If I, I ask random people a lot of times, who do you think is going to be the top three in the draft? I'm like, who's – Who's actually in the draft? So mm-hmm. it kind of reaffirms the point of we know college basketball more so now than ever by who the coach is. Absolutely. And, and I think that puts a lot of pressure on these kids that are playing for Coach K this year. And see, even – and I would love – because I, I, Danny Ferry, who's going to be joining us right now, a uh, really good friend, former Duke basketball player, 2003 NBA champion. Danny, I would love to hear your opinion on this because – being at the Duke Carolina game, like obviously that game always comes with pressure, but it was the first time in my mind I got a chance to actually see it in in live, like the amount of pressure that is on these kids to this is Coach K's last hurrah, his senior night, and even all the questions he gets about it, and he tries to defer, but this comes with the territory of it being your last hurrah, and I I wonder how they're going to handle that kind of pressure. Hey, Jay, how are you, buddy? Doing good, um, brother. How about yourself, man? I'm great. I'm great. 
I think that Carolina game was probably as much pressure as they're going to have, and there's less pressure now than there was then. Just with the pomp and circumstance, the atmosphere at Cameron, the last game, it was it was a ceremony more than a game. And uh, I think now these are going to be games that can be caught up in everything going on around them, the upsets, everything else. Hopefully they can play a little more free, but that Carolina-Duke game at you know, it was it was almost unfair to the kids um, that were playing because uh, you know the game itself was secondary. Uh, whether you know, there's nothing they could do about it. Uh, but uh, there was a lot of pressure on those kids that day, and uh, you could see it, you could feel it um, as the game wore on for sure. Danny, what do you think Duke needs to do in order to get back to a Final Four? Is this team? lacking anything that you think they need to show drastic improvement on to get there? Jay, they have no glaring weaknesses. There's no big weaknesses on the team. It's a solid team. They have to get some momentum, though. Um, You know, I think the way the year ended and the way the ACC tournament ended, you know, they're not playing the best they've played all year. And somehow they have to get back to playing uh, solid basketball like they did for most of the year and get a little momentum. Um, But there's no glaring big weaknesses that they have um and hopefully with this first game coming up it's a game that if they play pretty well they can win and start to gain some momentum here you go jay danny fairy former duke player oh, nate brother. smith player see of the year 1989 joining us this morning on <laughs> Keyshawn j will and max one of the great duke players of all time danny fairy no i just met i'm always messing with messing with jay about the dukies but uh hey you guys did a lot of work in the NC2A tournament, so well-deserved. You mentioned that game against UNC in, in, in the circus atmosphere and the pressure and all of those things that came with that. How great would it be to see Duke make a strong run in the tournament in, in Coach K's last year? Uh, it'd be amazing. And I, I do think, though, like the Carolina game, the longer this goes, the more it builds, the more pressure the kids are going to feel. But I think for these early rounds, they'll they'll be able to get through it in a less pressure situation. I mean, give credit to Carolina, especially their guards in that game. They played great, but there were a lot of pressure on on, on Duke's players, and uh, I think it'll be less going forward. Um, and I think uh, they can make a run at this if they start playing well. It's a solid team. Mm-hmm. Duke's team this year is a solid team. They have, like I said, no great weaknesses. Uh, they're not a great team, but there's not a great team out there. Like maybe Gonzaga, is, you could consider that, but there's, it's really one of those tournaments that anyone can win. I just saw, uh, I got a notification from ESPN on my phone, 17 million brackets, there's 160 perfect brackets left. Mm, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, it's, it's uh, um, uh, but that's where college basketball is right now, and it's part of what obviously makes March Madness and, and this time of year so fun. Danny, you've known Coach K for a very, very long time. And from both our experiences with him, I've known him to be so fixated on building teams, building character, building people, and getting them to play as a fist, right? The fist analogy he always talks about, five fingers, working together as one. What do you think Coach K is going to do after the season is over? What do you think he's going to do with this free time? How do you think this next chapter is going to work for him? Yeah, I mean, a good – a good example of him building a team and building energy around it. Um, you know, when he watches film, for example, it's not X's and O's. He's looking at body language. He's looking at the bench and he's looking at, you know, uh, how people are reacting and supporting and helping each other more than X's and O's. When he's done with all of this, 
you know, I think he'll, he's not going to go away. Um, he'll do media stuff. He'll be involved with Duke as an ambassador and raising money. Uh, uh, he's got, you know, his many grandkids living in Durham, so he'll be able to go to their games and do their thing. Um, and I, I would imagine he'll be involved with USA basketball, and in some way, shape, or form, he'll be involved with the NBA. Um, you know, if, if he wants to be involved with something, no one's going to say no. And I just can't imagine him going away. I think he'll be still part of things. I think he'll, you know, um, be in a lot of different ways, though. But his, you know, the Duke brand is big, but the Coach K brand is big. And, uh, you know, I don't think uh, it's just going to disappear. 30 seconds left, Danny. You mentioned about pressure and having to deal with that. How does Coach K reduce that pressure on his kids, knowing that's all around them? Uh, he'll find a way um, to, 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 to diffuse it some, but I don't think it's going to go away altogether. And these kids are going to just have to kind of ignore the noise and try to play through it the best they can. Um, but again, I, I don't think there's going to be an atmosphere until they, until they were, if, until or if, I should say, they're able to get to the Final Four. I think it's going to be um, a less pressure situation just naturally. And hopefully they can get on the momentum uh, gets the momentum. You know, the hardest part for them, in my mind, is over. You know, that, that home Duke-Carolina game. Um, but they got to be playing well now. And uh, uh, hopefully they can uh, make a good run at this. He was College Player of the Year nationally in 1989, a two-time ACC Player of the Year. Always great to catch with Danny Ferry, former Duke player, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Appreciate the time, Danny. Enjoy the rest of the tournament as well. Go Duke, Danny. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Take care, man. <laughs> Sounds good. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie coming from Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio. Stuff uh, here we go. It started on. all over again. We're going to go to the, we're going to go to the West Coast NFL style because now they landed Devontae Adams. Are the Las Vegas Raiders the second best team in the AFC West? The Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sean J. Will and Max Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App 6, SM Channel 80, and tune in. So Kentucky out of the NCAA tournament's a number two seed. They lose to St. Peter's. Jay Williams made the point about 10 minutes ago that it's more about the coach and the college basketball more than the players. Check out what John Calipari, Kentucky head coach, had to say on why Kentucky is out and St. Peter's, the team that took them down, is still in. You have an eight-point lead with three minutes to go. You win the game. So I really don't need to know, well, this guy did that and that guy did this and missed this and this and turned. We had an eight-point lead with three-some to go. I'm not taking away from St. Peter's. They deserve to win the game. They fought the entire time. But that's how I feel about it. Jay Will, Coach K, leaving after this run in the NCAA tournament is over. Roy Williams left last year from North Carolina. Jim Beheim of Syracuse. 
on his way out sooner than later. Who are the faces or who is the face of college basketball going forward? I mean, and I can add one to that equation, too. I mean, you got to think that Tom Izzo, how much longer does he have to go? Bob Huggins over at West Virginia, how much longer does he have to go? And, uh, you know, Mark Few is one of the faces of college basketball. There's no doubt about it. Gonzaga has turned into a perennial powerhouse. Uh, I no longer consider them to be a mid-major. I haven't in a long time. They are a major. Uh, They compete with the Power Five conferences. Obviously, John Calipari is in that conversation. It is interesting to see how much Kentucky has not reached the pinnacle of what you've expected with the high uh, recruited uh, classes of Calipari and Kentucky basketball. But I would probably say this is going to be an arms race between Jay Wright and Bill Self. But Bill Self being in the Big 12, that makes a world of a difference, right? Jay Wright being in the Big East for Villanova, yeah, they won two championships. Uh, Chris Jenkins has one of the biggest shots we've ever seen in the history of the NCAA tournament. But it still feels like they're a smaller school, whereas Kansas has been at the top over and over and over and over. And you're still waiting for them to get to a Final Four and achieve the ultimate level of success. So I would probably say it has to be Bill Self as a young face of college basketball moving forward. Yeah, don't forget about Bruce Pearl, though. Bruce Pearl, too, you're right. If his team does what they think they can do, which is win it all this year, that thing certainly can catapult him into those conversations as well. And Bill Self, I mean – Kansas basketball is Kansas basketball. Kansas, Kentucky, Duke. I mean, that's all kind of the same blue blood situation, but it is Kansas versus a bigger situation. Um, The conference as a whole, the SEC conference is a little bit better in basketball. So I think you you can't discount Bruce Pearl. One guy that if he was not at Providence – Ed Cooley would be a face of college basketball. He is everything you would want in a college basketball coach Mm -hmm. where he's an old-school guy but knows how to deal with new-school players. Either way, Coach K on his way out, but who's going to be the face of college basketball going forward? That'll be the biggest question going forward. And it's presented by Progressive Insurance on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. It's time to do a little take it or shake it, and our man James Steele will be the host of Take It or Shake It. James, the floor is yours. Hey, yo. Uh, take It or Shake It. Hey, yo. Is brought to you by Granger. Uh, first one, the Raiders are now the second best team in the AFC West after trading for Devonta Adams. Take it. I don't see where they were, are the second team. I think they're third right now. I, I, I got the Chargers slightly in front of them because I think the Chargers getting Khalil Mack certainly sets things up. They got Justin Herbert at the quarterback spot. They got the two trees at the receivers and Allen and Williams. Both are coming off the edge. Derwin James, C.J. Jackson at the corner along with Samuel Jr. I mean, it's just – it, it it seems like the Chargers are sitting there at two with Kansas City at one, Denver pulling up the rear four. Man, I, I, I agree with the key on it with the Raiders. I just feel like the amount of disrespect I've seen over the last several days, and I don't know if it centers around Russell Wilson and people just not really rocking with Russell Wilson, but I feel like Denver needs to be in a conversation for one of the top teams in that division. I mean, when you have Javante Williams, have you seen him? An absolute beast. Jared Judy, Cortland Sutlin, Patrick Sertan. I mean, they have the pieces to be at the upper echelon. I just feel like they're constantly getting discounted. I think the Rays are the second-best team right now because of the moves they made with Chandler Jones. You bring in Devontae Adams. Now they have Josh McDowell as their head coach. They have pieces in place with Derek Carr. This may be the best amount of pieces he's had since he's been a Raiders quarterback. People thought John Gruden's going to be able to do that. He kept that franchise afloat last year when everything disintegrated. John Gruden fired for past 
had past discretions. Then he had a, the tragic situation involving Henry Ruggs III, but he was the face of that franchise. And now they've rewarded him by keeping them afloat, by making sure they're not just going to fade back. I think they're the second-best team in the AFC West. All right, playing take it or shake it here. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Aaron Rodgers will only play one more season in Green Bay. Take it or shake it. Shake it! Shake it! Yeah, despite not having Devontae Adams, who was shipped off to the Las Vegas Raiders for a first and a second round pick in this year's draft, Aaron Rodgers has agreed and signed a three-year, $150 million deal, $40-plus million today, $59 million next year. Aaron Rodgers is a Green Bay Packer. He is not going anywhere. This is the reason they got rid of Devontae Adams is because Aaron Rodgers is taking up all the money. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I know I'm supposed to have a firm stance on this one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really wish I could tell people that I could say with conviction – Yes, Aaron Rodgers is going to be there, but I I mean, if there's anything that I've learned from Keyshawn, all these conversations we've been having around quarterbacks, I'm seeing what Baker's trying to do. Like, I, I'm seeing people say, I don't want to be here. They want to move from the situation. I don't know what the hell Aaron Rodgers is going to do. He is a beautiful mystery, Freddie. <laughs> yes, number one. But number two, with everything that he decided to get the power in that organization, you turn tail after one year. Not that he would care about that. But Aaron Rodgers is more sensitive than even he wants people to put out there. You get at that kind of contract, even though they moved on from Devontae Adams, or should I say Devontae Adams moved on from them, you can't just all of a sudden say, well, I'm going to go now when you wanted this. If this is what you wanted, Aaron Rodgers. You got to dig your feet and stay the course and make sure this is going to work in Green Bay no matter who's there who's not there. All right, play, playing uh, take it or shake it or I don't know, apparently. Uh, <laughs> well done. Shots that should be a third option. Shots fired. New rules for the, for the game. All right, uh, Baker Mayfield will be the Browns quarterback in 2022. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Baker Mayfield's played his last snap for the Cleveland Browns, and that's okay. I mean, look, he's asked for a trade to be gone. Everything is soured in Cleveland between him and the front office. They felt like Deshaun Watson, which I feel the same way, is a much better quarterback, and they had the right to go investigate it. They did that, and Baker Mayfield was butthurt by it, so he wants out, and he'll get his wish. Wow. I'm such a kid. I'm a child. I laugh when I hear butthurt. Anyway. um, He said butt. (laughs) (laughs) And he said it so quickly, too, Freddie, like nobody was going to catch it. He did. Um, I'm with Key on Shake It. But I'm going to go back to what my man Chris Canty said because that's what I've been saying, and sometimes it takes an NFL vet to confirm how I feel because I didn't play 15 years in uh-huh. the NFL. Like, be careful what you ask for, sure. Baker. Be careful what you ask for because if you get shipped to a situation where Isn't you don't have the pieces around you like you could in Cleveland, that could hurt you long term with the money that you can actually make uh-huh. from playing with Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and Amari Cooper. Isn't it wish, Jay? I don't know what the hell I said. I can barely remember what I said yesterday. I thought it was wish, but what I did could I be say? Wrong. What did I say? Uh, you didn't say be careful what you wish for. You said be careful for something. It wasn't wish, that's for sure. James, bring back the tape. I want to hear what I we, said. We will. I'll, don't I'll worry. Go back and listen. We'll, we'll have a rewind on that one. Here's another. Right now, some of Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad is saying, "I told y'all. My son told y'all mm-hmm. about Baker Mayfield." Either way, if you're Baker Mayfield, 
you can ask for this, and you may get it. You're going to wind up getting it. I think he's played his last time in Cleveland. But who's to say that it's going to be better for you when you're bringing even more pressure to that situation because of what happened in Cleveland where it didn't live up to the expectation that you put out there and the Browns put out there, and now you're going to go somewhere else because your feelings got hurt that they wanted a quarterback that was an upgrade at that position. To your point, guys, yeah, you want this, be careful. You may get it or you're going to get it, and you're not going to like it. I'm just happy Jay took a stance on that one. Uh, or shots fired. Take yeah. cover, Because everything's black or white, James, you know? Absolutely. Oh, hey, 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 or hey. Shake it. Here we go. This is called take it or shake it. You got to choose one. <laughs> All right. So if he's not going to be with the Browns next season, Baker Mayfield will be the quarterback for Ooh. the Seahawks. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I, I, I see that as an option. He's better than Drew Locke. They're not getting Deshaun. They're out on Kaepernick, it sounds like. Um, I don't believe that Jameis Winston is going to go there because Jameis is going to sign in New Orleans because Deshaun is going to go to Atlanta. And that's how that domino is going to fall. Baker Mayfield will wind up in Seattle via trade for a carton of cigarettes and a bag of nickels. If you're Pete Carroll and you're in the last tail of your career, you're going to go from Russell Wilson to Baker Mayfield? That's what you're trying to tell me, Key? And – and people are floating around the idea that you can actually get a one for Baker. You're willing to give up a one for Baker Mayfield coming from Russell Wilson? I, I ain't float that idea out there. You heard me say a pack of carton of cigarettes oh, and a bag of nickels. Go ahead, Freddie. I have nothing else left to say. What you two just said, seriously, there's no way I'm giving up a number one for Baker no Mayfield. No way. Period. There's no way I'm doing that. Pete Carroll may be ready for the old coach's home from that standpoint, being past <laughs> 70 years of age. But even he's not crazy enough to say, let's give up a number one pick for Baker Mayfield. The Browns may have no choice but to keep Baker Mayfield. They may not be any kind of market out there for Baker Mayfield. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is always there to help. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Thanks for playing uh, Take It or Shake It or I don't know. Yes, Especially the with third James, option should apply always. Complete shade and shots at Jay Williams here. On Keyshawn, Jay Williams actually did not care at all. No. More coming up next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.